It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Magic are still learning how to win. And the fourth quarter, Friday night in Atlanta, shows you what a veteran team knows and what a young team doesn't. It's time for a Friday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 22nd, 2022. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's Saturday edition of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the Orlando Magic's loss to the Atlanta Hawks, why the Magic were unable to pull this one out, but similarities there were to Wednesday's game, and why it's just the growing pains you have to go through. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Once again, the Orlando Magic led for a good chunk of this game. Once again, the Orlando Magic got out to a really good start. Once again, the Orlando Magic looked like the team to beat. The team that was in control. The team that was uh, uh, dominating the game. Or not dominating, but the team that was doing all the right things and putting so many of the right pieces together. Even with things not going right. With the team missing shots. With the team uh, just not playing at 100%. Not playing at their very, very best. They were still putting themselves in a position to win. And I think we have to look at a lot of these games in this bigger context of the season. What are the Magic trying to accomplish this year? As as Jamal Mosley said, it is to level up. It is to learn the tricks of the trade, learning how to win, being more competitive. And yes, ultimately, this was always going to be something that would take time to develop all at once that would take some hard lessons some difficult some difficult games and the willingness to get back up off the mat every time as Mosley has said on several occasions you have to appreciate this team's resilience you have to appreciate how this team keeps battling back and at least gives themselves a chance because Wednesday's game last year even against a team like Detroit, they probably would have gotten blown out after losing the lead that they did. In this game against Atlanta, they probably would not have fought back when Trey Young finally got going in the third quarter. But ultimately, there is still that big missing piece. That big, that, 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 that little thing that gets you over the finish line. That gets you into the win column. The thing that 
seems so self-evident and so simple and yet is the hardest thing to do in the league. Um, John Collins told the Atlanta Hawks a social media reporter, um, our good friend Andy Finberg, um, that we put our foot down and said enough is enough. That's what winning teams do. That's what teams with the winning experience that Atlanta does. And Orlando just doesn't have that experience yet. As we saw Wednesday, winning games in the fourth quarter takes an attention to detail and, and, and a persistence of effort and a persistence of, of pace and a persistence of just identity that this Magic team just doesn't quite have yet. And that's how you end up with a loss like this one, where the Magic enter the lead and they exit with a 108-98 to loss. A, a, a fourth quarter where the Magic are outscored 28-17, to undoing really a fantastic defensive effort. I, I really got to tip my hat to the Magic's defensive effort. They, they did a lot of things right. But you probably hear me make this analogy a lot. The Magic are the kind of team that has to do five or six things, that has five or six things they got to do, and they got to do four or five of them to win games. Atlanta, if there's five or six things you have to do to win a game, they could probably get away with doing three, maybe even two. Against a team like Orlando, maybe even two. And that's the truth of the matter. The margin for error is still very, very small. It's not as small as it was last year, but the Magic cannot beat themselves. They cannot make mistakes. They got to stay committed to what they're doing. They got to stay calm and composed even when the world is falling down around them and find a way to get themselves back into games. And they've largely been able to do that. They were able to do it Wednesday against Detroit, but against Atlanta, they just got down too much. They were not able to kind of grab the rope back as it was slipping through their fingers, grab hold tight and pull back to try and get themselves back into this one. And that's the details. You hear this team talk about it a lot. They have to be about the details of winning. They have to learn the details of winning. And that is just the very basic small things. As, as, as Jamal Mosley said throughout the course of training camp, dominate the simple. Dominate the simple. We all ask, we've all kind of been curious what that means. It's really control the things that you can control. Don't turn the ball over. Magic had 19 turnovers for 24 points in the game. In the fourth quarter alone, they had five turnovers for eight points. Atlanta Knicks. Atlanta is the kind of team that is going to run the ball right back at you, beat you on the confusion, and just bury you with it. Orlando's offense struggled to get downhill, especially after Jalen Suggs went out with the ankle injury in the third quarter. Their star players couldn't seem to get shots, and honestly, the frustration from missing so many threes, I think, and so many good threes, Forced, caused the team to give up on the pass in, in the way that they need to to survive and need to win. The Magic's assist numbers were way down in this game, and they're not going to win games with the assist number as low as it was in this one. They have to do a better job moving the ball. They have to do a better job finding the open man and playing together and trusting each other. And that's something that takes time to develop. And eventually the offensive struggles broke a really strong defensive effort. And Atlanta was able to zoom ahead for the win and for the lead. Orlando 
Orlando did lots of good things. Um, it, honestly, if I have a takeaway from these first two games, it is that all the pieces of the puzzle are there. We'll go through the box score here in a minute, but Paolo Bancaro's that guy, everyone. Like, we've been, we've been hunting and hungry for a superstar player. Paolo Bancaro's it, man. Like, it's two games in. I feel very confident in what Paolo Bancaro's doing and the trust the Magic have put in Paolo to run this team. He will make mistakes. He will turn the ball over, and he had plenty of miscues in this one. But the guy's, the guy's got all the tools, and he is showing it all already. He dominated this game, frankly, on both ends, uh, at least on the glass, maybe not defensively, but on the glass and offensively. He is that dude. He is him. Whatever, whatever vague thing you want to say. The Magic have one. <laughs> it, it, and it's nice to say that. But the Magic have to get the other pieces in place to win. And in this game, they, again, for three quarters, they did a lot of the things they have to do. Their defense on Trey Young was fantastic. Their defensive communication, something they struggled with Wednesday, was fantastic. They were in the right spot. They were switching. They were disciplined with their hands for the most part. But then it got away from them. Offensively, they missed a ton of open threes. I really, you know, for the most part, I like their three-point shot selection. I like the shots they were getting. They weren't going in. And they got to find a, and, and they found a way to kind of keep the offense churning even without three-pointers going in. Cole Anthony gave them a big spark with eight points in the first quarter and, and what, 25 points, 27 points for the game. They found ways to stay in it until they didn't, until they let go of the rope and they stopped doing the things that they know that they have to do to succeed. They had every chance to win this game. And they gave it away through both Atlanta's great shot making. I don't, I don't take anything away from Atlanta. They're a very, very good team. But they gave it away through their mistakes once again. The turnovers, the kind of rushed play offensively, the frustrated play offensively more than anything else. If this team can learn to keep its composure, keep its cool, limit their turnovers again, they're going to win basketball games. They are not that far off. And unfortunately, the, the length they have to travel, the, the place where they have to get to, is the hardest place to go. We're going to go through the box score here in just a moment to talk a little bit about individual performances once again as the Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks. 108 to 98 to fall to 0 into on the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Like I said, 
I, I really think the Orlando Magic are close. Um, you know, you hear me say this. I, I am an eternal optimist. I, 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 I like what I'm seeing from this Magic team. I'm not going to lie. And I, and I really liked what I saw from this team um, during this game in a lot of ways. Like I said, I, I thought their defense on Trey Young, Trey Young was 0 for 7 at the half. And he got going, and you expect him to get going, but he had a really difficult game. Um, he passed the ball really well. He was able to get downhill a little bit, especially in the second half. He started attacking a little bit more. Um, but the Magic really bothered him with their length. And 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 look, 108 points to this Atlanta team is really good. No one really did much off their bench, although their bench still won their minutes. Um, there, there's, there's a lot to like. And, and I think this defense is going to come together. The more they trust each other, the more they understand, the less they reach, the less they foul. This is going to be a really tough defense to crack. And, and, and again... We're still waiting on Markel Fultz to come back. We're still waiting on Gary Harris to come back. We're still waiting on Jonathan Isaac to come back. This is going to be this is going to be a very good defensive team, um, and it's just again putting those pieces together and developing that trust. Um, you know, I had some people ask me, you know, how why are they struggling so much? It's the same group as last year, and you know, some of it is talent. You know, they they, they they're definitely deficient talent wise. Still, you know, they got some young guys. They got some interesting players, but. Young young players are inconsistent, so you don't know what you're going to count on every single night. That's 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 always a big thing. Um, and then on top of that, you're just looking at, you know, on top of that, it, this this offense is a little bit different. This defense is a little bit different. There's a lot of the same principles, a lot of the same sets, a lot of the same formations, but they're doing things very differently and trying out different things. And you know, some of these players are uncomfortable. You know, a great place to start tonight is with Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. Eight points, four for ten shooting, missed all three of his three pointers, seven rebounds, four steals, three turnovers, three assists. Franz just really struggled to get going, um, and and some of that is the ball movement was terrible. Sixteen assists on thirty three field goal makes. It's, the Magic need to be at least in the mid twenties with their assists. That's bo- that will be both a sign that they're making shots and a, a sign that they're moving the ball really really well. Tonight, both they missed shots, forty one point two percent from the floor. 8 for 34 from beyond the arc. It's hard to win games making only 8 three-pointers like that. Um, Cole Anthony had 4 of them. Um, it's hard to win when you're missing shots like the Magic were, but the Magic still had their chances to win. It, it came down to they kind of abandoned what they know can work, and they just really struggled to get the ball moving. So eventually Atlanta Atlanta was able to lock down defensively and and, and, and pick, them, pick them apart a little bit. Um, eventually, you know, again... again it's hard to do much when you miss shots, and Orlando was missing a ton of shots. There's just not a lot around around it, and that's why Franz wasn't involved. They they couldn't get him the ball. He was initiating a lot of offense, and then just kind of not able to get where he wanted to go on the floor. Credit to Atlanta's defense. DeAndre Hunter did a fantastic job on him. John Collins did a fantastic job on him as well. Um, just keep taking him out of his game, and and then Franz has got to figure out a way to stay involved, but. Orlando was trying to attack different areas. Um, Paolo Bancaro, like I said, is that dude. 20 points, 6 for 18 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, 4 turnovers. Paolo would say his turnovers are something he has to improve on. And he's absolutely right. Just a lot of kind of indecisive jumps when he wasn't sure where who he was passing to yet. Just got caught in a lot of bad spots. And, and teams are going to do that to him. He's a rookie. He's going to make these mistakes. But... Paolo did such a great job attacking the basket, attacking the rim, putting pressure on the rim. When the Magic needed a basket, when the Magic needed to get something going, they could trust Paolo to get them there. And and look, he's going to have bad shooting nights like this, but he's still going to make 
positive impact even when he's having these bad shooting nights. So I, I, I Paolo is that dude. He's really, really good. He's making some incredible plays, incredible finishes at the rim. He does not look like a 19-year-old rookie out there. Um, you know, again, he's going to make rookie mistakes. You live with those. That he is doing some really, really good things. Uh, Cole Anthony, first game of the season, 25 points, 8 for 12 shooting, 4 for 5 from beyond the arc, 5 for 7 from the foul line, 2 assists, 2 turnovers. Cole was fantastic, played with a ton of energy. You could see that spark in him early. He had a couple and ones. Just really embraced that six-man role, to be perfectly honest. So we've been all kind of waiting and, and hoping to see him in the six-man role. He was just really good in that role, and, and you have to be really, really thrilled uh, with the way that he played. Uh, is this replicable? Maybe. You know, maybe not to this extent, but um, just a really solid game from him. Again, between him and Paolo, those were the only two guys that really played particularly well. Wendell Carter, 14 points, 4 for 13 shooting, 0 for 7 from beyond the arc. So again, a lot of misses from beyond the arc for him. But his shots were open um, for the most part. You know, there are a few quick threes that I didn't like. There, there's a lot of stuff, especially in the second half, where the Magic were doing one pass shoot. That's not going to work. you got to move the ball around the horn. The bell play is to move the ball around the horn. Wendell had a couple of those shots and just missed them. Franz had a couple of those shots, just missed them. They're getting open shots. I, I'm, I'm not, for the most part... There's some bad shots I hate in the second half, but first half, especially for the most part, there were good shots out there, and the Magic just missed them. Plain and simple. The Magic just missed those shots. And look, when we're talking about the fourth quarter, the turnovers were the story again. Magic turned the ball over too much, led to fast breaks, put them in a hole, rushed rushed them, sped them up. They made more mistakes. They just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And again, we're talking about stopping repeated mistakes. That's that's why they lost this game. If the Magic make their threes in the first quarter, this isn't a seven-point game. It's a 15-point game. It's an 18-point game. It's a 20-point game. And that allows you some room to make some mistakes. You don't want to do that too much with Atlanta because Atlanta can score a ton. But Orlando missed an opportunity to really put their grips in this game because I thought the first quarter was the best quarter they played all all, all regular season at least. Um, as good as the first quarter against Detroit was, I really liked what they did in the first quarter. They just missed shots, and they still had 28 points, I think, in the first quarter of this game. 27 points in the first quarter of this game. They scored 27 points in the first three quarters of this game and only 17 in the fourth. That tells you everything you need to know. Even though Orlando was missing their three-pointers, they were still scoring plenty of points. They were still in a really good position to win this game. They led by one entering the fourth quarter, and if they score 27 points in the fourth quarter, we're going to overtime. Um, you know, so again, their defense got got loose. Second and third quarters, their defense got a little bit loose. Um, turnovers were a big part of that. Fouling was a big part of that, even though Atlanta only had 16 free throw attempts in the game. So that's that's pretty good. Orlando had 30, so they did a good job putting pressure on the rim. That's which, which is a first priority in this offense. You have pressure on the rim, put pressure in the paint. Um, the turnovers are just really, really killer, and. Orlando missed so many shots that did create fast break opportunities that Atlanta was able to take advantage of and Atlanta was able to to kind of pull away from as well. And again, so you look at the Magic, all of these issues are correctable. All of these issues are things the Magic can do better and all within the Magic's control to do better. So if I sound optimistic, it's because of that. It's, look, both Atlanta and Detroit both did things to bother the Magic. They both did things to win those games. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from them. They they did what they needed to do to win. Orlando is making mistakes that are making it easier for them. 
And it's discouraging that that's happening because that's stuff you should be able to clean up. But it's encouraging that that's happening because it's stuff that you can correct. It's things that this team can and will get better at. Now, if they don't get better at it, then we got to ask some real questions. You know, as as many people are saying online, and, and I agree with this, bring back Markel Fultz, bring back Gary Harris. The shooting gets a little bit better. The the, the organization gets a little bit better. Um, you bring back Jonathan Isaac. The defense gets gets a little bit better. They're missing some key guys that are going to going to fix part some of these problems too. And you, and you got to figure it out while those guys are out. So it's it's not an excuse or anything like that. But these are all things that are very 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 correctable. Kind of on that point. This game turned a little bit when Jalen Suggs sprained his ankle. Jalen Suggs went to the basket, got a foul, got hit really hard, fell awkwardly, rolled his ankle somehow, um, and tried to shoot free throws on a really bad ankle and could barely stand at the free throw line. Um, I, I don't think we will see Jalen Suggs tomorrow, uh, on Saturday against Boston, um, but his defense on Trey Young was really good. He was really disciplined. Did fa- you know? Didn't foul him very much. Trey Young only had two free throw attempts in the first half. Trey Young finishes the game with twenty five points, seven for twenty four shooting, which means he was seven for seventeen in the fourth and the second half, which is pretty good. Uh, four for eleven overall from beyond the arc, seven for seven from the foul line. So he makes he gets five free throws in the in the second half. Or you know, to get twenty five points, six turnovers. Orlando did a good job on Trey Young. Um, I. DeJounte Murray, 20.7 turnovers. This is an Atlanta team that does not turn the ball over very much. He didn't turn the ball over very much last year. Didn't turn the ball over very much against Houston. Orlando did good things defensively. But, like I said, Jalen Suggs goes out. Suddenly, Trey Young is going up against uh, RJ Hampton, who did a decent job, and against Cole Anthony. And you see what happens. Trey Young starts to get going. He gets some separation. He goes off. That's that's tough for any team to overcome. And again, the Magic left the door open with their with their with their poor shooting, and all of a sudden it's a game, and it comes down to those little little plays that the Magic just aren't making quite yet. So, like I said, I think all of this stuff is correctable. I think this is all stuff that is within the Magic's control, but they got to do it, and 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 that's going to be the hardest thing. Like I said, like I said at the top of the show. Learning how to win is the toughest thing to do. It's the littlest thing, it's the smallest thing, but it's the toughest thing to do. And in both of these games, Orlando had their chances to win, and Orlando made the mistakes that cost them the game. And that's where this team is right now. It's, it's a young team thing. This is what young teams do. It's, it's not surprising. It's not shocking. This is what young teams do. This is a growing pain they're going to go through, and they just got to figure out how to be a little bit better. They're in these games. They're competitive. Um, this game was much closer than that final score indicates. Orlando was in the lead for most of this game, but the Magic still have work to do to get over the hump and get the wins. Again, Orlando falls to the Atlanta Hawks 108 to 98. Um, they will be back in action tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the game coming up against the Boston Celtics as the Magic get ready for their home opener. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
don't want to spend too much time. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on your way to tonight's game at the Amway Center. If so, please do have a good time at the Amway Center as the Orlando Magic come back home finally to take on the Boston Celtics. Um, this is going to be a really tough game um, because the Celtics are really, really good. Celtics dispatched the Miami Heat uh, on Friday night in Miami. Jason Tatum is playing very, very well. Jalen Brown is playing very, very well. They've got a super deep team with Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White. There's, there's just not going to be a moment where the Magic can really relax in this game. Boston's always going to be able to put pressure on them. Their defense is still incredibly good, and Orlando's offense is still very much a work in progress. Likely being without Jalen Suggs is going to leave them short at point guard once again. And this team is just, this team's going to have to find its way. It's going to struggle a little bit, little bit here. I do think being at home will re-energize the team a little bit. Uh, we saw this when they came home to play Memphis. They blitzed in that first quarter. They played really, really well. I think there is a little bit of a comfort at home that they don't have on the road. Um, obviously, they haven't played very much at home, but both the, both the Memphis and Cleveland games, Orlando shot the ball really, really well. So I, I would expect the Magic to shoot the ball better. And that's one thing we haven't seen from this team is how this team looks when they're shooting, when they're shooting well because they didn't shoot well against Detroit. They didn't shoot well uh, against against Atlanta. So if this team is shooting well, what does this team look like? How good can this defense be when they're able to get back and get set? Um, we saw how good it could be against Detroit a little bit in that first quarter. So honestly, against Atlanta, we saw how good they could be in the first quarter. So it's it's continuing to build that consistency. It's continuing to build that culture of defense and continuing to just get better and better and better. The way to beat Boston, frankly, force Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown into a one-on-one game. Eliminate their passing. Um, that is something Orlando did a decent job of against Atlanta, but 26 assists, 13 of them from Trey Young, 9 from DeJounte Murray. Um, Atlanta was able to get the ball moving, and that's when their offense really started to pick up and when Orlando really started to struggle. So keeping both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the mid-range particularly, not at the three-point line, in the mid-range and not passing the ball, making them isolation players, which they tend to like to do. It is their bad habit. If the Magic can do that, they can put themselves in a position to win. At the end of the day, Orlando's got to make shots. Um, you know, again, that's I, I remember thinking about this at the end of the first quarter. The Magic played about as well as they're going to play in that first quarter. They just didn't hit shots. But if they play that level of defense, if they are able to get out in transition, if they're able to kind of stick with it, the shots will come. The, the good shots will come. The good shots will fall. you got to have faith in that. If you don't have faith in that, you're already cooked. Um, that's really the reality of where the Magic are at. So they've just got to continue to be better. Um, I'm really excited to see Paolo Bancaro go up against Jason Tatum, against Jalen Brown, even to some extent against Al Horford. Um, it's going to be really interesting to watch how he he reacts to playing a fellow Dukie who everyone kind of reminded, you know, when, when Paolo's going through the draft process, everyone said he kind of feels like a Jason Tatum type um, as well. So it's going to be interesting to see that matchup and, and see how Paolo reacts to being on the home floor for the first time. Tip-off at the Amway Center is at 7 o'clock. We'll recap that game. Have a podcast up for you uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning uh, for that one. But I want to thank everyone for joining me for this Saturday edition of Locked on Match. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. Uh, now that you're listening to us, remember on Monday to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Get daily, uh, Monday through Friday at least, daily recaps and, and analysis from our Locked On experts. You can find that wherever you download podcasts today. But 
That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, we Locked On Magic. This week for the last time. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.